One of my uh, favorite comedians is Jerry Seinfeld. And if you've been in a class with me, you already know that, because I tend to show clips from his show that illustrate philosophical points. His humor is usually really clean, and I like that. And he has this knack for being able to put his finger on certain human behaviors that are really penetrating sometimes. He has this one bit where he calls out the Hollywood culture of mutual admiration, where actors will say about another actor, he's a genius, absolute genius. Then they interview this actor, and he says, well, I worked with her on this project. She's a genius, absolute genius. And Jerry Seinfeld asks, do you really need to be a genius to be a movie actor? I mean, you show up, a director says, stand over here, and when the cameras start rolling, say what we told you to say. Do you need to be a genius to recite other people's written words? But he's calling out this kind of, I'll scratch your back, so you'll scratch my back culture that can exist in Hollywood or any walk of life, where I call you a talented, wonderful person, so that you'll call me a talented, wonderful person, and you say it to me so that I'll say it back to you. And Seinfeld puts his finger on this, and I read the passage from John 5 we just heard, and among other things, I hear Jesus putting his finger on this same kind of thing. He's drawing attention to this huge irony that exists, that we humans can receive other people who come to us ultimately seeking their own praise. Whereas Jesus, the one person who comes to us with pure, no ulterior motives, no self-seeking motives, just our own best interests, everything he does, going all the way to the cross for our life and our well-being. And we can fail to receive him while we receive others who are coming to us only because they want praise back from us. It's this huge, deep irony. And Jesus is calling us out on that. Now, there's nothing wrong with putting our best foot forward, presenting ourselves well to others. I'm sometimes halfway out the front door, and my wife stops me and says, Kevin, you can't wear that shirt to your meeting today. I say, why not? There's holes in it. I say, where? There, there, the big one on the back. That can... So I probably shouldn't wear this shirt today. Just say, probably shouldn't. Thankfully, I have a spouse that can pay attention to details while I've got my head in the clouds somewhere. It's nothing wrong with presenting ourselves to well, other, well to others, and in fact, there would be something wrong if I didn't care at all about what you thought and how I presented myself. It would be no good to excuse rude or dismissive behavior toward you on the grounds that, hey, I'm not trying to win praise from people, only interested in God's approval. That's an illegitimate excuse, right? So it's necessary, a good that for the sake of healthy relationships, we try to accommodate and present ourselves well. But where does this legitimate putting our best foot forward move over into an illegitimate seeking praise from others at the expense of God? Where is that line? And I suppose that's just part of 
developing spiritual wisdom, which like anything else is best done in small groups of a Christian accountability. But this morning, let me offer one check, one check as to whether we might have moved over into this illegitimate seeking praise from others at the expense of God. And it's this. How do we tell our stories to other people? Particularly stories about ourselves. Because that's the necessary part of any relationship, telling stories about ourselves. If I haven't seen you in a while, we need to catch up. I need to tell you what's been going on in my life. You need to tell me what's been going on in your life. We catch up. And then we move on together. But when we tell our stories to one another, do we inevitably hedge the truth a little bit to make ourselves look a little bit better? There's a lot of obvious examples if you turn on the TV of this. It's one of the unfortunate things if you turn on the cable news. What you're guaranteed to see is whoever's being interviewed, is this not right, will shade the story, spin the story to make themselves, their own party, look good and the other political party ends up being the baddie. It's just inevitable. And if someone is finally caught with their hand in the cookie jar, you know, indicted for moral corruption, note what usually happens. There's a public statement issued about entering a drug and alcohol treatment facility because the story my behavior was the result of impairment is better than having to tell the story my behavior is the result of bad moral character. Now these are obvious examples. There's 101 more subtle ways that we can shade the truth a little when we tell our stories at the expense of the full unvarnished truth which Jesus is always committed to. And among other things in this passage, I hear Jesus calling us out on that. Now, you can read an intonation into Jesus' message to you today about this issue. You can read an intonation into that of condemnation where Jesus has been personally affronted by the way you tell your story and in a snarky kind of voice says to us today, you know... It's so ironic, you people, the way you seek praise from one another instead of from me. You people, unbelievable. You can read that intonation into it if you want. Or, more in line with what I think is the overall message of Jesus in the New Testament, you can read this intonation where Jesus says, you know, Trying to win praise from other fallen people and trying to receive praise from other fallen people who are always going to be needing you to praise them back, isn't that exhausting? And it's a never-ending rabbit hole. Wouldn't it be easier just to seek praise from me the person who already loves you unconditionally and is going to keep loving you no matter what you do or don't do, wouldn't it be easier just to seek my own praise, not worry so much about the rest? 
When you read it like that, it doesn't sound like condemnation. To me, it sounds like really good news. And it's this kind of a person with pure motives that we come to the table and we meet. Amen.